Ovo je DJ Valida i vi slušate DJ Roma na Psychotic Bump School, mjestu gdje se spaji obrazovanje i zabava na raskrsnici funk i sola. Everybody, you just stepped inside of Psychotic Bump School, the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. My name is DJ Rome, and I want to welcome you to another excited, fun-filled, funk-filled edition of Psychotic Bump School. So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, oh, we have an amazingly full show, y'all. Oh boy, coming up this evening, we have a lineup of people that are all about the music. That's right. Psychotic Bump School covers a whole range of topics and issues and matters pertaining to current events, but you know what? This is all music this time, so check out this lineup. We have my good friend DJ Valida coming through tonight. DJ Valida is a longtime DJ in Southern California by way of the beautiful country of Bosnia. She's here to talk to us about how things are going in Southern California as it relates to the recovery of the economy as it affects and impacts the working DJ. As they're going out into the world, they're booking gigs again. What has happened in during the midst of COVID and coming out of COVID? Uh, what's the culture like? Uh, DJ Valida is here to break it all down for us. DJ Valida also is a longtime host of radio station KCRW in Southern California. So. It's been a long time since we caught up. I'm really looking forward to talking to her. And also, I'm proud to welcome back uh, my good friend, uh, Emily Wessel. Emily Wessel is a mental health clinician. She's also a fan of the funk. So anytime Emily Wessel's here, you know something very special is going to happen. We're going to be featuring the Dayton Scene Radio Show crew. Okay, so that consists of David Webb, who is the founder and CEO of the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center in Dayton, Ohio. And he's joined by his co-conspirators, the amazing Lisa Gordon, <laughs> Lisa Gordon, and the good brother, Mr. Trent Darby. Not to be confused with Terrence Trent Darby. This good brother is Trent Darby. Okay, so David, Trent, and Lisa will be joining Emily and I for a discussion about Dayton funk music and funk music in general. The Dayton Scene Radio Show. The crew is all here. And we're going to be breaking it all down, all in the name of fun and funk. So uh, that's going to be our lineup. And you might want to call your friends and family to the radio or the computer because we are about to set it off. So this is KCWGTheTruth.com. My name is DJ Rome. Welcome to Psychotic Bump School. Stay tuned for more, y'all. We're going to kick off our show right after this. This is David Webb, the president and CEO of the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center. And you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio show on the planet. So lock it in and tear off the knob.
Okay, we are back. KCWG, the truth.com's program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, if you can hear the smile in my voice, you won't wonder why much longer because I am very excited to have this amazing panel. It is always a joy of my life to be able to cover these topics in particular because they're so near and dear to my heart. And ladies and gentlemen, by now, I think they're near and dear to yours as well. Uh, we have a crew out here from the amazing funk capital of the world. And before I tell you more, I want to first introduce my co-hostess. She's been here multiple times before. You know who she is. She's a mental health counselor, but she's also deep in the funk by way of the DMV, by way of Dayton, Ohio, and currently by way of Southern California, where she's doing some amazing work. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome <coughs> back to Psychotic Bump School, our good sister, Miss Emily Wessel. Miss Wessel, are you there? Hi, Rome. I'm here. Thanks for having me. Oh, welcome back. Well, you know, anytime you're invited, you know something really, really special and funky is about to happen, right? <laughs> I mean, you already know this. So, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're always the first person that I think about every time I think about this wonderful place on the geographic map. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to our panelists right now, uh, Emily. Uh, won't you help us welcome Mr. David Webb, Lisa and Trent? David Webb, go ahead and take it away, good brother. Well, hi, I'm David Webb. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to toss it to back to Trent. Go ahead, Trent. I'm Trent Darby. I'm David Webb. I'm Lisa Gordon. And this and is you, the Dayton Scene. We're on the Dayton Scene radio Ooh. show right here in the Miami Valley worldwide. We're in many countries and also we are syndicated in the United States and all over. That is so exciting. I love that. David Webb, how in the world are you doing, good brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Just uh, uh, lay, uh, living, living, grooving, and uh, doing all that good stuff. <laughs> wow. Well, that's exciting because Emily and I have spoken to you multiple times before, and this will mark the first occasion. We've also had the pleasure of spending time with both Lisa and Trent and you together. And so it has been a long time. The last time you were here, I think, with the three of us, Emily, I think it was when we did the, uh, the Buddy Bolden. Yeah. And it feels like it's been a long time, right? Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. And so from that time, Mr. Webb, you've been working on a lot of things. And so from the Funk Box to the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center, and now you have this wonderful radio program with both Lisa and Trent. So who wants to start? How in the world did this come to be, David Webb? Let's get, uh, we're going to shoot it to Trent and then we'll let, let Lisa, and I'll, I'll, I'll do the cleanup, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Trent, first of all, how in the world did you get the name Trent Darby? Uh, well, my my name is Trent, but oh, uh, I, I kind of took uh, uh, Terrence Trent Darby, a recording artist in the late 80s. Absolutely. So I decided uh, to use that last name because when you work at various radio stations, if you're in a non-compete contract, a lot of times you leave a radio station, you can't use your initial name. So that's what I've gone to, Trent Darby. Uh, it works for me. I just had to make sure that you were the Trent Darby and not Terrence, because there is a clear distinction. So good brother, how in the world did this come to be? How did you cross paths with Mr. David Webb as well as Lisa Gordon? How did this come to be? Well, <laughs> well I, I, I've known uh, David for over 36 years. So- uh, 36 our, years? Our, yes, our friendship goes uh, back to the jury curl, if you will. Uh, <laughs> what in the world is a Jerry Curl? Look, I've heard of Jerry Lewis. I've heard of. Jerry oh, West, stop. What in the world, pray tell, is a Jerry Curl? What's going on around here? I don't know, but you see what Michael Jackson started. But anyway, uh, uh, we yes. 
uh, we've always had a love for music. Uh, David being a drummer, he was actually the drummer uh, at my mother's church. And uh, my mother actually introduced us together. But uh, we've stayed in contact throughout the years. Uh, Last year, I want to say maybe in August or September, uh, I was in on a conference call. They wanted to uh, create a show that uh, really featured uh, the Dayton funk artist because, you know, some areas, you know, in the country only have one artist that they really gravitate to. But we've had so many. You think about it, uh, the Ohio players, Fazo, Slave, Heatwave, Zap and Roger, and it goes on and on. Some of them that was kind of under the radar, such as Dayton and Platypus. So we Mm -hmm. wanted to uh, create a show that would let the rest of the country and uh, internationally uh, what Dayton, Ohio brings to the table when it came to funk, soul, and R&B. Oh, come on now. Lisa, Mm -hmm. is he wrong? How accurate is that, Lisa? It is extremely accurate, and I tell you, I feel blessed and uh, very honored to um, receive a phone call from David and Trent to be a part of this. And David and I actually met when, uh, David, is this correct? We met downtown Dayton when my husband was uh, playing there with his jazz quartet. That's when we met. Mm -hmm. And Yes. And I had a I was program director at a radio station at that time. And uh, David started telling me about the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center. And I had him on my show several times. And and it just kind of grew from there to a beautiful place. Well, David is pretty addictive. I mean, he's a humble gentleman. But anytime you first hear about the Funk Music Hall of Fame, as I did, and then I shared it with Emily, uh, I haven't been able to lose contact with this cat either. I mean, he has yes, an infectious yeah. personality, right? Lisa definitely, definitely. I mean, David Webb just has a way of getting in your bones. And once, <laughs> once he's in there, you, you ain't gonna get out easily. He's just always there. And that's why I've always enjoyed talking to him. Emily, what are your thoughts? I mean, to have, to, you're in California now, but what do you think when you hear about this amazing progression of the Fun Music Hall of Fame to this Dayton music radio scene? Well, yeah, yeah. So my my mom's side of the family is all from Dayton, and I spent a lot of time there. And I absolutely love funk music because of the time that I spent there. And um, you know, I just always wondered, like, how can we, how can we, you know, how can we connect more people to this? Because if you if, if you've been to Dayton, if you spend time in Dayton, you can feel it. It's it's it is really in the air there. And when I met David at one of the events, um, I believe it was actually. Um, the Zap Band, uh, the, the, the folks that are playing in the Zap Band now, they were playing at this old theater in Dayton, and it was just this awesome, awesome show, and I got to meet him there, and um, and I'm just like, what are you guys doing? This is amazing, and I think the, the feeling of the events you guys are doing is just what really drew me to be more interested, so now that you have a radio show, I'm like, wow, this is great. More people can feel this energy, so I'm curious about this radio show. Can you tell us some about it? Trent, I'll go ahead, Trent, Lisa, go ahead, because I always talk. I don't want to let Trent do it, and then Lisa can say it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well you're, you are the executive producer, David, but uh, yes. I, I will start it, and then you can, uh, you and Lisa can kind of chime in. I, I think uh, the show was kind of created because we wanted to highlight the Dayton artists, but our creativity uh, continues to blossom, and we, we've kind of catapulted the show to another level. But uh, to give you an example, we try to feature all the local groups, but not primarily on uh, funk and R&B and soul. We actually feature some jazz artists that has come out of the area, such as 
Emmett North Jr., a guitarist who played with the maestro Barry White back in the 70s. We featured him. And uh, what we've uh, wanted to do is more than the music. Uh, You know, you all are radio professionals and you understand how that works, that sometimes, you know, the music is great. But sometimes it's the stories behind the music. And I think that's where the show has really jumped off. For example, I always uh, bring a a billboard tidbit and facts to the table. Uh, Say something, you know, bring up something that maybe uh, the music audience didn't know. For example, on our last show, uh, the song by the Osmonds, One Bad Apple, was recorded back in 1970. And uh, they weren't the first choice for that particular song. So hmm. w- what we want to do, we wanted people to think a little bit. And it was an easy a tidbit, actually, because the Jackson 5 turned it down because they wanted to record another song, which was ABC, which was, I mean, uh, just a huge hit. Yeah. Uh, it, worked, it worked for both parties. And uh, we also, on this date, which whatever date that is, we move around the year, uh, for example, we'll, you know, yes, on last night's show, we actually went back to June 12, 1983, and uh, David will give information how much minimum wage was, um, what mm. movies were out, what TV shows were popular, and then he throws it to me, and that number one song was uh, M. Tumay's Juicy Fruit, and then we play that song. Uh-huh. So a lot of it is informational. We've uh, added uh, a couple of other things now we're playing a lot of Dayton artists but we have a segment called funky slow jams where we play back-to-back old school jams uh also bell bottoms and roller skates uh tunes that were very popular uh when you went to you know do a little roller skating <laughs> but so we've and, and, and we've kept uh including things and like i said when you get the three of us together for our briefings we our creative juices flow. So all we're trying to do is augment the show and make it grow and progress. And also to um, to educate, you know, and, and that's that's what's really cool about it, too. From from my I mean, let me tell you something. I've been around a little bit and traveled and lived around the world and worked at a lot of different radio stations and different genres of music. But then when I start talking with Trent and David and they'll bring something up, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I haven't opened that door in my brain for a long time. I do remember that. So it's bringing back that feeling of things that you remember and also like uh, like Trent said, giving that insight into a little bit more behind the scenes of the artist and what was happening at that time. Oh, that's beautiful. And then just me, I just buckled up for the ride. Hold on. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like, a, like a King's Island roller coaster, you know. And then also too, we do if you if you listen to our all our shows, we do we do a bit uh, we do a bit where Trent's asked me uh, how I'm doing, and I, I have a thing like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, let's get the show started, guys. I'm really, 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 really good. So, Trent, do let's do a, let's do a little bit of a bit. Let's show it, Trent. You know, go yeah, ahead, Trent. And I'll say, <laughs> hey, hi. I say, hey, uh, how, how how you doing, David? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm doing good. Let's get the show started, buddy. Uh, Ruby, right on. Let's let I'm I'm all in for it. Uh, uh, David, I think you need to uh, stop uh, drinking uh, decaf. Drink Come on. the strong stuff. Get how that caffeine doing? going. <laughs> how, how, how am I doing? I'm, 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 I'm chipper. I'm chipper. Let's get the Come show on. started, Trent. Bring it. Bring <laughs> right, it. Well, 
I, I think I'm not hitting the wrong, I'm hitting the wrong gears here. Mm -hmm. David, how are you feeling? Hey man, I'm feeling great, man. You know what, Trent and Lisa, I'm feeling like uh, nursery rhyme. I'm feeling like Humpty Dumpty set on the wall. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses, all the king men couldn't put Humpty together again without what? A plethora of fuck music coming at you on today's show. Now that's some heavy <laughs> coffee with some heavy sugar and cream. That's yes, it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's how we we have different bits, and uh, nothing's the same. It's always different. So it's, it's we. That's the jumper cables who stars the show off. We I do love, different I bits love, like that. I love that you guys are giving us a taste of what it's going to be like to hear the show, and I hope I really hope that the folks that are listening tune in to hear what you guys are doing because it sounds like you guys just have such a great chemistry. Oh my God. Um, both on the air and off the air, I imagine. And and I'm curious, so you guys have been working on different projects together, not just this. You've been involved with all kinds of funk music, preservation. There's this great YouTube channel of interviews. So I'm curious, um, in your experience working with these different funk artists, what is one of your favorite um, interviews or experiences? Um, well, Trent, go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, for me, when I got into broadcasting, and this is going into the year 36, but uh, mm. I had the opportunity to meet some of my favorite artists because I, I knew at the age of 12 what I wanted to do. Uh, I knew that I wanted to uh, leave myself, you know, uh, a little open room to kind of navigate and do other things. And I've been very fortunate and blessed uh, to be uh, in radio as a uh, radio personality, but also being able to uh, broadcast uh, basketball, football games, high school, college, things of that nature, because I was a big football fan. So I wanted to always do that. That was one of my first dreams. But uh, I had the opportunity to meet so many uh, artists and athletes throughout my, <laughs> my, my career. One of my biggest thrills, meeting Scotty from The Whispers. I had the chance to uh, uh, interview him. Uh, yes. That was a big moment. Uh, emceed a jazz concert in one of our downtown Dayton venues, the old Jillies, where I had the mm -hmm. opportunity uh, to interview and introduce Ramsey Lewis. Wow. You know I mean? So, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And thanks to the connection of the Dayton Funk Center uh, through David, we've had that opportunity. Uh, we had on a recent show, uh, we had a, a, a gentleman that was in the group Switch and uh, we was able to talk. And which one? He was. Uh, um, it was. Um, I, I'm going. My, my mind Eddie Fluellen. Eddie Fluellen. Got it. Yeah, right. Eddie Fluellen. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, David. But uh, had the opportunity to pick his brain. And for example, they had a a, a top twenty single called "Best Beat in Town," and we yes. actually had him expound on how they came up with that song. Mm. And you know, I mean, if you play it, people say, "Oh, I remember it," but we want to provide the, you know, the, the news and the stories behind it. And that's what makes the show really stick out like no other. That's right. That's right. Lisa. Okay. I'm going to throw y'all curveball here. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky. I just said y'all. Uh, <laughs> originally from Kentucky, uh, but as I said, lived um, in many places around this country and actually over in uh, the Netherlands as well in Amsterdam. Oh, and uh, I'm going to be a little 
uh, well, selfish here. I've interviewed so many amazing artists. However, the best interview that I've ever had, which was on air a couple of times, you know, just little chunks of it here and there over the past um, uh, few years, but it's every night sitting with my husband because he is a jazz artist. He traveled with Bootsy for five years as a um, his saxophone player and leader of his horn section. So the people that he has met and the stories I get to hear from him of the travels, of the stories, of the music. I mean, I, I, you, I can't top that. Yeah. Wow. wow. And, 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 and if, if uh, <laughs> I can add to that, I, I think that one of the little segments, because I've had a number of people that listen to the show said, well, I didn't know that. And mm -hmm. David, for example, uh, you could take tunes like Rock With You by Michael Jackson, Give Me the Night by George Benson, that was written by a uh, former keyboardist and producer, the late Rod Temperton in Heatwave. Well, those songs initially were initially given to Heatwave, who declined to do those songs. <laughs> and they became mega hits for Michael Jackson and George mm -hmm. Benson, respectively. So yeah. those are some little tidbits we like we throw in there <clears throat> so people will understand, wow, okay, that heat wave had the opportunity to do that song, Light Up the Night by the Brothers Johnson. Yes. That was another song that Heat Wave uh refused to record. And Rod said, yeah. Okay, well, I'll give it to Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones gave it to Lewis and George Johnson, and that's how that came about. Wow. And it's always world. so cool how that, that how that happens, how it comes together. It's it's mm -hmm. amazing when you it's just like putting a little piece of puzzle together. Yeah. Right. Well, that, oh, that's so. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, David, I mean, what did you, you want me to say something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> OK, yeah. <laughs> okay so you, David, because you're the one well, about that heat wave connection and Rod Temperton writing those songs. Yeah, about. yeah. Yeah, well, the, the interesting thing I love, uh, I love DJ, is that uh, all the all the artists who come on the Funk Chronicles on our television show, I, I can't point out one specific person because everyone's good and everybody brings their energy. But one person who I do set out a lot is Johnny and uh, Keith's mother, Lucille Wilder, who came on our show and she gave us the grapes. She gave us little things. She gave us stuff like, wow, because, you know, Johnny's nickname was Little Hitler because he was very controlling in the group. Mm. Uh, that's one thing you saw, I used to laugh about that. And there's so many people come on our show uh, I mean, you have to go, like I tell our audience, you have to go to the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center's YouTube channel. It'll, it'll put the Funk Center in. It's easy. The Funk Center, all one word, and put it on YouTube and subscribe to that channel and check out history. And so when we come together, created the radio side of this, of it's like a mirror image of the Funk Chronicles, the Dayton Scene radio show. We wanted, like I said, Trent, like Lisa said, we wanted to make sure we capture the essence of in between the music, behind exactly. the music, on top right. of the music, yes. you know, people, the, the little tidbits that we didn't know. See, Lisa comes back from a, a rock, blues, country era, and so that's why I grabbed her, grabbed Trent, because he knew about pop, soul, rock, everything, and, and he does news and anchoring, and then myself as as the, uh, uh, the uh, president and CEO of the Funk Center, I want to bring all that together, so I call it my melting pot of gumbo, so I'm going to put a little Trent in my pot. <laughs> 
I'm gonna put a little leaves in my pot. I'm gonna throw mines in. The pot. I'm gonna stir it up together. I'm gonna do. I'm doing Louisiana like woo wee. <laughs> put a little salt on it. Woo wee. Is that the Louis? Am I doing that right? <laughs> that Louisiana type. Woo wee. Woo wee. Put a little gumbo in it. Like that kind of thing. So it's it's that's that's what that's what the Dayton scene is made up of. A uh, uh, melting pop of music and artists and uh, entertainment for everyone I can love. This is Uncle Funk of the Soul Children LA, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host DJ Rome on KCWG, thetruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet. Say that you don't know the choice to make. Say that you're on love.
historical contributions of Dayton, Ohio are, for the most part, widely known. Dayton was home to the Wright brothers, Charles Kettering, and the National Cash Register Company. Lesser known is Dayton's legacy of funk music. The genre is best described as an urban form of dance music, dedicated to letting loose and forgetting about the trials and tribulations of everyday life. Funk is a byproduct of the great migration of African Americans to urban industrial centers following World War II and the 1960s black power movement. The migrants from the South and lower Midwest brought with them their own unique cultures, traditions, and musical heritage. These dynamics merged with one another to transform Dayton into a melting pot of African American culture. Their music acted as a form of social currency, forging connections between businesses, schools, families, and other African American community institutions. As rich as the Dayton music legacy is, and David has famously told us, Emily, why Dayton is so funky. So David Webb, I mean, I know you don't want to talk too much during this segment, but um, I, I just, I just got to hear it again, man. I, I just got to know. Okay, I, I, okay. I think, so I think the great Marshall, yes. So everybody, I have to listen up there. And this is, this is on our uh, funk. Look up Marshall Jones on the funk. Chronicles. Marshall Jones on the Funk Chronicles. So Marshall was in my uh, studio basement and he donated his uh, five-string bass practice bass guitar for us. And we, the question was asked to him, why is Dayton, Ohio so funky? And he said, I'm saying it in my, maybe my words, but you have to go listen to it. He said, God stuck his foot in the Miami Valley. The sweat off of God's feet ran into the water. And that's why they said it's something in the water. So so whatever mm. God is, we drinking that funky water from God's feet. That's that's what's up. That's why everybody in the Miami Valley area is so funky musicians. That's why artists come to Dayton, Ohio, or Ohio to see funky musicians, funky players, funky drummers, funky everything. So they have that that funky sound. So thanks to the great Marshall Jones, those guys stuck his foot in the Miami Valley. The sweat off of God's feet ran into the water. And that's the <laughs> Miami Valley water. And that's why it's so funky. Yes. That's why it's so funky. Hey, the great Miami River. It's the great Miami River. That's what downtown Dayton. So we drink that water. Oh, Emily, what do you remember about that downtown area? Um, well, I mean, when you, when you say the, the Miami River, it just, it, you know, it reminds me of growing up and learning about the history of the Miami River, you know, and just the, the soulfulness of, of that area of our country historically, you know, and, and what has kind of passed through there through, you know, different people, you know, migrating through the Underground Railroad had many stations along the Miami River. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot to unpack in that, um, you know, and we, and we can stay in the fun part of the conversation around the funk, but there is a incredibly rich history history as to oh, why you know there, there's so much soul on that land and in that water really and it, and i think that really influences the the you know the heart of the music mm. and if you if you get a chance to uh listeners look up the great miami river it's the great miami river that runs through dayton ohio it separates from east to west of dayton oh wow well, see, only right here. So, Lisa, you were talking about being married to a musician and yeah. he being a horn player. So can we talk? I mean, we, we could talk about so many things. Like Emily said, we could have a separate conversation about that, you know, but we're just going to keep it on the up and up and the fun. Right, Emily? <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Ron, let me jump in real quick. Let yeah. me jump in. Lisa, tell the story how you see because it's another dating group we have dating millennium how your husband and the band members and bootsy and them came together with uh, the son millennium son oh, millennium yeah. jump in oh, there yeah. too. a lot of people don't know about that 
Yes. Well, the incredible lead guitar player, Keith Cheatham from Sun, then went Sun Millennium and my husband, Randy Villars, um, they they came together. Of course, you know, Keith playing with Bootsy and Randy playing saxophone um, with Bootsy and touring. And and they were oftentimes they were they were roommates. And you can imagine uh, doing a world tour with Bootsy. And, you know, that's last for quite a few years. So you get to know, you know, your bunk mates and, and all that stuff. But these guys came together. There's really cool on YouTube. Actually, it's from the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center. I think it was in 2016, wasn't it, David? Yes, yes, it they did. Yes. They came and did an interview. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can check that out on YouTube. And it is Keith Cheatham and uh, and my husband, Randy Villars. And mm-hmm. it's a really cool interview with those two. Um, so I just, like I said, I keep saying blessed because I don't know how else to, to explain it. Uh, but there are so many little hidden juicy nuggets of just stories and information that nobody could know about unless you really know these people and spend time with these people. And then it's exciting because we get to share those little stories. You know what? And I'm going to pick your brain just a little bit because one of my favorite horn players used to play with Bootsy, Maceo Parker. Oh, my goodness. Fred yes. Wesley. So oh, yes. Griffith is, is another one. So I'm, I'm just can you give us a little teaser about what it's like to be in P-Funk touring with the great Bootsy Collins <laughs> as a horn player? Because he's had so many greats that came right out of the James Brown experience. Absolutely. Hey, wait, wait, before you answer that, Lisa, is, is Randy up? If Randy up, tell Randy he can tell you. <laughs> if Randy's no, up, that would be so cool. I think that y'all know um, he's he's uh, working on a recording project right now, so spending a lot of late nights. Um, I wouldn't want to throw him in real quick, go wake him up, but um, I'm sure he'd be happy to talk with y'all at another time and oh, really give you information about this. But I got to tell you that the times that, uh, you know, that I we would go out and uh, and maybe Florida or, or go on tour. I didn't go overseas with them or anything like that, but um, it was fantastic. And the, just that feeling and it, it, the excitement and just the love and the, and the groove and, and the funk. I mean, Bootsy's a great, great, wonderful human being. And then of course, Peppermint Patty and, and, um, the, the whole entire band, a, a, a true family, and had the, um, the opportunity more than once to be at, uh, at their home and invited out for a big outdoor, you know, under the tent barbecue. I mean, lots of people and music playing. And you, there's no, you can't even put a price on something like that when it's that personal, you know, and it, it's really fantastic. And I know Randy really enjoyed himself, you know, all of that, mm. all of that time, got to experience some incredible things, but he has nothing but love and respect for everyone he played with in that band. And of course, you know, that's the whole funk side and then he's he's a jazz musician i know um i know trent has played randy's music and and uh so it's it's really something i never as as a little girl um you know thinking someday i'm gonna grow up and this is what i'm gonna do are you kidding me how did i get into this this is awesome thank you thank you (laughs) thank you i had no idea i was like a little (laughs) no idea i am actually grew up in an area Emily you might know where this is you may have heard of it because it's one of those places people talk about in Kentucky and they're like it's not a real name uh <laughs> Big Bone Lick oh yeah 
Yeah, it's a state park. I grew up out, I mean, in the country, you know, just. What uh, the world is Big Bone Lick? It's what a state that? park. <laughs> I know, it's a real place. Wow. <laughs> and just past there uh, is uh, Rabbit Hash. And the, and the mayor of Rabbit Hash is actually a dog. Uh, so, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my back. That's where I come from. So, and then here I am. Here I am. Wow. talking with you all right now so it's been quite a trip and quite a ride and and um and i'm yeah. grateful oh we're grateful too I, Emily, I feel like i'm missing out listening listening to, to lisa tell this story about big big bone park that's what it's called big but big bone lick state bone park lick. yeah wow <laughs> because even uh the great bill withers who, uh, oh. he, he was from a place called um not there but it, it was a weird name like split fork or sponge yeah. fork Virginia. <laughs> it's like <laughs> these funky name places produce the funkiest results. And it's and true. It, it just, it, well, it's just something in the water, as David said. This is KTWTTheTruth.com's <laughs> program is called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. That was the amazing Lisa Gordon. We're also joined by the good brother, Mr. Trent Darby. Of course, David Webb and my co-hostess, Emily Wessel. Emily and I are chatting with David, Trent, and Lisa about the Dayton radio scene. And uh, wow. It's more than just Dayton, and that I, I honestly, Trent. I mean, you've been breaking down a lot of history outside of Dayton, which I love because I, I, you know, and David is, you know, we we chop it up about a whole lot of things. David doesn't just talk about Dayton as much as we love Dayton, right? But there's so much richness because all of it, the the tentacles of Dayton's funk, just expands and extends everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. it's irrefutably present in today's music. I was telling Emily offline that even in the world of hip hop, given that some of us stem from a bit of a hip hop background, hip hop and funk is actually expanding more and more into the educational realm. And David, Mm -hmm. you and I may have touched upon that a little bit in previous conversations about how, Mm -hmm. you know, working with the youth and getting this music and this sound and this, this information into other places, as Emily was asking earlier, and how to expand uh, the template for what we're doing, because what you are doing is people don't know that they need it. Because Lisa just said, it's like, man, how did I end up here? You probably didn't even know you needed this as much as you did, did you, Lisa? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I had no idea. And that's when you just know that there is a bigger plan that you have no idea about. And just mm-hmm. have that faith and believe in that. And you will be taken to places you can't even imagine. Well, what can you imagine the three of you and uh, Emily, you can jump into what is the bigger plan? Because with, with this expansiveness that, you know, from the inception, I wasn't there at the inception, David, as you know, because this, this is your brainchild, the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center. But I initially, I mean, excuse me, I immediately gravitated to you when, as soon as I saw you, because I see the manifestation of this vision just becoming bigger, more expansive, more inclusive. And it, it's becoming this, this beautiful global community now. So any one of you, David, Trent, or Lisa, what what is? The I, I, I let I let I let them I let them I let okay. them jump in, and like I said, I, I'll, I'll I'll jump in there when I need to because I always want to make sure. Yes, the clean clean up. Call, instead you, of Betty Wright, I'm gonna call you Freddie Wright. You the clean up. Thank man. you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but you know the interesting thing I love like I love about our staff is I always want to push their thoughts and how they feel because it's not the David Webb show. I always tell people that it's not the David Webb show. Everyone in the organization volunteers. No one, we don't get paid, but but their opinion Love. and comment means a lot to me. So uh, Trent, then Lisa, go ahead. And then if you got a chance, I'm going to read an email to you after this. Well, well, I want your thoughts. This is coming up on our Saturday show, but I'm going to throw this out to you guys too. So go ahead, Lisa, uh, Trent or Lisa. The big ba- uh, plan, uh, Mr. Darby, what, what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, like I said, we're continuing to progress with each show and our Sunday morning briefings uh, get us to where we need to go. And we're, we're going to do whatever we, we want this thing to just absolutely blow up. And uh, I would do my Martin Lawrence voice to it because he used to say it a lot on his show, but that's what we're, we're trying to do. We, it's more than just the music. We want them as, as we continue to see this show grow and uh, grow legs we want people to understand that the, the, the news and the stories behind the music, because we've kind of, you know, branched out. I'll give you another example of, I remember, and I think it didn't annoy me because I knew years ago, I was in college, but when Funkin' for Jamaica came out, when I got, I was in Daytona Beach, Florida, going to college. And when I got back here and I've even seen people put the video up on YouTube and say, hey, this is Tom Brown with Shaka Khan. And I'm like, that's not Shaka Khan. That's That's not. So Mm -hmm. we use that in a tidbit. So I wanted to correct people. So if they say, if they hear it, they can say, "Uh uh-uh, on the dating scene, that's not Shaka Khan. That's the late Tony Smith. Because (laughs) she did sound just like Shaka Khan. But uh, there's a lot of uh, things that's not accurate that people tell or put up on Facebook or put up on YouTube, that's not correct. Right. And it's not, you know, we're trying to say, no, you're wrong. We just mm-hmm. want it to be accurate and give the accolades to the true performer of that song. Absolutely. Well, so again, we, you know, and I'm sure we we will probably add more as we go, but the the staple of the show is focusing in on the Dayton funk sound. Absolutely. So Lisa, I'm gonna have you jump in right there because as I'm listening to David and Trent and I've listened to David multiple times on the show along with Emily, I'm always shocked at how much I don't know. I think I know stuff, right? I I think I have a pretty solid foundation of music knowledge and information and education. But, you know, just today I've learned from all three of you today. And even that story about Sharon Bryan is just as one example. Now I'm gonna give you one right before I turn it to you for what you think the bigger vision is because Trent, for years, for years, I don't know if it's embarrassing to say this or not, but for years, I thought the first voice of the song Ucha by the Five Stair Steps, I thought that was a guy. I didn't know that, that was, was a female, the sister. Yeah, That's the sister. Or I didn't know sister. that was a mm-hmm. she, she has a beautiful alto mm-hmm. voice, but for years, I thought that was a guy. So, yes, <laughs> I, you're not alone there, because that's what I thought when I first heard that song. I believe it was mm-hmm. 1970, 71, round in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And until I actually saw them perform yeah. that song on exactly. Soul Train. Exactly. And that's that's what I found out. It's but like, I'll what? go one further. If you <laughs> think about it, they did, um, uh, Five Stair Steps disappeared after that song. Sure did. And they resurfaced in 1980 Ooh, as the on. Invisible Man's Band. There you they go. had the big tune all night long. Yes. So... So that, that that's another thing. tidbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All night thing. Yeah, thanks for correcting me. Uh-huh. But it just goes to show you see a lot of people didn't, they might have danced to that song exactly without being cognizant that that was the same group that did the, uh, you know, ooh, ooh child because yes, the sound was totally different. Yes. Can you tell us and about Kenny Burke real quick before we go to Lisa and David? What'd you, what'd you say? I didn't hear what you said. What, no, I was say asking that one more Trent. Thing. 
I was asking Trent, could he tell us about Kenny Burke since he went to Invisible Man's Band before we go to Lisa? Can you tell us about Kenny Burke and what he did after Invisible Man's Band? Well, you know what? I wasn't sure about him because, like I said, they were a group uh, that I I listened to, and there was so much music out in, in 1980 that sure. kind of kind of pushed that song to medium uh, mm -hmm. rotation. Yes, but it it did. I think it did well enough. I think it got uh, slightly inside the top ten at number nine. Absolutely. But, but uh, Invisible Man's Band. Uh, I remember that Kenny Burke was. And I didn't really remember exactly what he did afterwards. He did. Uh, Emily, you'll love this one. Um, <laughs> Kenny Burke is responsible for the hip hop classic uh, that was sampled many times. Keep rising to the top. Oh yeah. And, that uh, Dougie Fresh ended up using it, and it's such a groove. is infectious okay because uh, rising to the top the, the uh, pieces of a dream pardon me uh did uh, pieces of a dream did an arrangement of that song they did yes okay all right yeah, they did and uh but kenny burke um he was the one he had a brief solo career um playing his bass right out of the uh his family you know the the stair step family and uh okay. he, he laid that one down for us but yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. It's just there's so much history. It's like, I'm amazed at how much I don't know. But the vision, Lisa and David, before we go uh, back to Emily as well, the vision, uh, as you've been listening to Trent, you know, reflect on his his scope and direction for this. Uh, right. what can you tell us about where you think this is going. You know, it, honestly, it's, it's really a beautiful thing that we are so many people are reaching out to us through email and so many more every day, um, you know, more and more listeners. And, and for me, as far as a vision goes, 
uh, I hope that we just continue to grow this in a positive way of, of good feeling where people can listen and learn from us and listening to what our listeners want. Reach out to us and say, you know, this is what I would, could y'all, you know, share this with me or share that with me? Because I think over the years, I've, I was in radio for, you know, well, have been in for nearly 30 years. And um, at, at one point that the listeners were lost in the broadcast. It, and I would like for it to go back and be a part of something where this is listener involved music. Mm -hmm. This is a listener involved show. Tell us what you want. And to also just be able to spread positivity. You know, every week we have a um, inspirational song and thought, for example, you know, it, it might be something like uh, one of my favorite quotes is the tongue has no bones, but is strong enough to break a heart. So be careful with your words and just, you know, wow. be kind to people, be respectful, be peace and spread that love and keep it funky and keep listening to us and tell us what you want. Keep. Can I jump in real quick? Real quick? And we talked about people who thought were uh, sisters to son. Let's go back to the point of sisters where Ruth, I think it was Ruth had the deep voice, automatic. People <laughs> yeah. thought it was a dude at that time. Yeah. Yep. Sure did. So I, sure did. Hey, now, can I can I read this email? And I'll just yeah, this please. is one of our emails is coming up on this this show. And I wanted to I'm gonna throw this out to the listeners and our, our, what we do uh, on, on on Saturday afternoons and Saturday evenings on different affiliate radio stations. Okay, this email was from Tina Martin from Fairborn, Ohio, and she writes, "Hi, David, Trent, and Lisa. I listen to your show on 106.9 FM WWSU, Wright State University radio station." My question is to you, is funk music a lost art form or is it coming back to a new generation of young people? Your thoughts. Mm. How'd you respond to that? We, this is new. And this is new. You, you just not hurt. You, you're just here. I'm throwing out on everybody. I just pulled that off our email. This is going to be for this coming uh, Saturday when we when we do our live stuff and where, where we where we the thoughts. So I'm throwing it out to the to the panel. I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, my God. I'm going to say stay tuned for next week's show where you're going to hear our answer. I could respond. I thought it was rhetorical, but I can certainly respond. Uh, Trent or Emily, you want to jump in on that? Well, I think it has some tentacles of the uh, old school sound. Uh, a number of artists uh, that are well known. Bruno Mars has embraced uh, the R&B and funk sound. And Absolutely. even uh, a brother like Robin Thicke has, uh, <laughs> maybe to their detriment in the courtroom, but you know they mm. have tried to bring some form. I don't think it'll never. I don't think it'll ever be like it was. No, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it has pressed uh, some well-known artists into another genre, if you will. Uh, Shaka Khan, Jeffrey Osborne, Glenn Jones have all been guest vocalists on jazz artist albums. <laughs> So, you know, they, they have to pay the bills, but mm -hmm. they're still surviving because they're doing their thing. I had saw, uh, and I'd be a big fan, that uh, Arnell Carmichael and radio are going to be hitting the road mm. soon oh, and wow. doing all those classic radio tunes from yesteryear. So I break that down. <laughs> Arnell was the co-lead vocalist of Jack and Jill, right? Exactly. He was on mm -hmm. there uh, Jerry Knight. 
And yeah. of course, Ray did most of the background vocals. In fact, <laughs> I was heavily influenced by Ray. I tried to look like Ray. I got mad because my mustache wouldn't grow like him. I, I was a little <laughs> part of So you were going for the Billy D. Williams look, actually, then, right? <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah, with, and, with and, the and, Coke 45. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, I've, been, I've been compared to him throughout the years. Um, wow. Ray Parker Jr. was my biggest influence because uh, he was so charismatic. Uh, mm. He didn't try to go outside uh, his lane. He stayed in his lane. He knew mm -hmm. there were certain songs like You Can't Change That. He knew Arne El Carmichael Ooh. was the voice on that. Absolutely. But I'll go one, one deeper uh, because when he was at, there was two stories quickly. Uh, when he was 17 years old, he was called out a class to answer a phone call of his principal. And he picked up the phone and said, yeah, this is Ray. And he was scared. He didn't know what was going on. He said, hey, how you doing, Ray? This is Stevie Wonder. And he hung up on him. And um, <laughs> yeah, he ended up calling him back and saying, I am really Stevie Wonder. I want you to work with me. And wow. also, um, he was the guitarist on the number one tune by the female group, Honeycomb. One ads. That's his guitar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Ooh. Mm -hmm. See, David, you just got your answer right there. It, mm -hmm. Folks, it's relevant today because of what you just heard from Trent Darby. You, you have to dig into your musical DNA because if you don't understand where music is today, it's probably likely attributed to not knowing where this stuff came, came from and knowing the players involved and knowing the true OGs who really put down the tracks with real instruments, real creativity, real imagination with mm -hmm. just the, the hope and a guitar string. And they just put it down. They just laid down the funk. So it's here to stay, David Webb. Emily Wessel, you have any final thoughts on that? As far as, um, is it relevant? Um, are we out of touch or are we just living in a dream world here? <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's really, it's really fascinating to feel, you know, feel and hear the connections. I mean, I think of things like, you know, I, for years, I, I loved the song finally by CC Peniston, you know, and, and I grew up ah. on that song and I had no Dayton girl, Dayton girl, Dayton Ohio girl from Dayton, Ohio. Until yeah. years later. And so it's like, you know, it, when I speak to young people and I think about the the trends, I, you know, I'm often just saying, you know, where did this come from? What's the connection? And if you look it up, you know, I mean, we're so lucky to have the internet these days. You'll find that, you know, oh, the person that did the synths or the keys or, you know, did the production on that record, you know, they're, they're, they're from a funk band or they're from a, a funk mm -hmm. label or they're from Dayton. And there's this connection that's just really, really cool. And, um, you know, I think, I think we, we're definitely not out of touch because that, that information is still influencing what's being done and what's trendy today. Absolutely, yes. No doubt. Lisa, your thoughts? I agree. <laughs> I mean, I concur mm -hmm. with exactly what Emily said and and as you stated too, uh, with, with, with Trent, how he answered that email. That okay. says it right there. It does. It does. Mm -hmm. Nailed it. Uh, thank you for that question, uh, whoever wrote that in to the, the Dayton Music Scene radio show. Uh, David, uh, man, land the plane for us, good brother. Um, you've been a modest, <laughs> mild-mannered cleanup man, like Freddie Wright. For the Daily Planet, the Clark Kent of Funk. Exactly. <laughs> 
See, that, that's going to go viral right there. The Clark Kent, Mr. David Webb, the Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center. Well, Clark Kent, uh, Land of Plain, man, I can't thank you enough for bringing Lisa. Thank you for having us. To my lives. And Emily, thank you as well for always having my back when we have Mr. Webb on the show. Uh, Land of Plain, Mr. Webb, uh, your thoughts? Okay, well, going? well, yeah, my name, is, my name is David Webb. I'm president and CEO of the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center. Our golden mission is to educate our public's knowledge in the history of funk music on the one, the genre of funk music collective of soul, the rhythm, here for all generations of funk lovers all over the world. You know, from the generation YZX to millennials, the baby boomers, they need to know about funk music because that's important. And I always tell people this, Ohio, can you say it with me? Everybody say Ohio. 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 Oh, is the is the heart of it all? Is the heart, is the heart of, of it all? all. For funk music. For funk, funk music. And Dayton, Ohio. And, and Dayton, Dayton Ohio, Ohio. Is the nerve center of funk. Is the, is nerve, the nerve center, center of, of funk. funk. Thank you so much. Back to you, Rome. Hey, I, I can't I can't do it no more. <laughs> where, am gonna, where am I gonna take it after that? You, you dropped the mic, good brother. That was the incomparable David Webb. He's joined by Trent Darby, Lisa Gordon. Together they host the Dayton Scene radio show, available everywhere. Where can they find it? Is there an exact? You can where you can go to our pod. You go to Podomatic. You can go to SoundCloud or any. Uh, social media platform that carries a podcast, the Dayton Scene or the Dayton Scene Radio Show. There we go. Find it, y'all. Support this incredible movement. Uh, Emily, um, I'm going to turn it over to you one last time. Final thoughts. Thank you always. You're always a joy to have here. I couldn't have, uh, I couldn't envision having these conversations without you because you're so uh, intrinsic to the California Dayton thing. Uh, Emily Wessel, your final thoughts. Oh, no, I'm just grateful to be part of the discussion. You know, I just think it's so cool that we're all able to have these these talks and, and to educate people. And I love the connection with academia. We've talked, Rome, a lot about how, um, you know, all the college campuses are getting more involved with music history. And um, that's just really exciting to me. And I just, you know, I love being a part of these discussions. And I'm really excited to hear that this is on the radio so that these discussions can be heard by people from all over the world. That's right. It's gonna go. Well, you know, D you know, D you know, DJ Rome. I'd like to sometime you be one of our guests on the Dayton scene. Oh, We'd like you to, you know, come in and be, yes. be our uh, be a guest, uh, uh, and you know, hanging in, we're hanging us for that uh, uh, two hours. As Trent always says, you need to buckle up yeah, <laughs> for a nice ride. Right. And you can, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, anytime. You you give me the call, I'm there. Thank you, David. Lisa, no Trent, thank you. Emily Wessel, thank, thank you. you very much. This is KCWG, the truth.com. Program's called Psychotic Bum School. I'm DJ Rome. Stay tuned for more, y'all. Make sure you check out the Dayton radio music scene. All right, we're back after this, y'all. Stay tuned. What do the Ohio players, Lakeside, Slave, Faso, Heatwave, and Zappi and Roger have in common? They are all legendary funk music bands who began in or around Dayton, Ohio. Funk music, a style based on rhythm and blues, became popular in the late 1960s and 70s. It has a distinct sound with one of the main elements being the bass guitar. During the 1970s and 80s, Southwest Ohio, most notably Dayton's West Side, 
became known as a launching pad for the bands whose influences can be heard in today's hip-hop music. The Ohio Players, who formed in Dayton, Ohio in 1959, had a hit song, Fire, which has been the theme song for the TV show Hell's Kitchen, featuring Chef Gordon Ramsay. Zap featuring Roger continued to have major appeal, and the music heavily influenced West Coast rap music. You may recall that Roger Trotman was featured on the song California Love with Tupac and Dr. Dre. Roger Trotman was known for using the talk box, a device used to create different vocal sounds. The device is now referred to as auto-tune for the young kids out there. My father, Michael Warren, was a trumpet player for Zap featuring Roger. And my mother, Janetta Boyce, the first lady of Zap, y'all, sang lead vocals for the band. Since Dayton truly is the land of funk, it is now home to the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center. Visit www.thefunkcenter.org. My name is Leah King Warren, and this has been today's Black History Moment. This is DJ Valida, and you're listening to DJ Rome on Psychotic Bump School, the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul.
Okay, we are back. KCWG, the truth.com's program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, I am just chopping it up with my dear friend. It's been such a very long time. This good sister has been, what can I say? She's been an ambassador of the scene. She's been one of those gatekeepers. I mean, we don't want to start dating ourselves, but you've been holding it down for a while. You know you have. You know you've been holding it down. So I'm just letting people know that you are uh, one of the giants in our field, and we love you, and it's a pleasure to be in touch with you again. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the very first time to Psychotic Bump School, our good sister, DJ Valida. What's up, Valida? Oh, what up, Rome? What it's, up? What's it's so up? good to hear your voice. <laughs> Thank you. Likewise. What in the world have you been oh. up to? It's like we were just trying to reflect oh. on how long is it. So when was that Star Shoes era? Star Shoes, ladies and gentlemen, was, I don't know if it still is, but was a little nightclub in Hollywood. Yeah. And it was known for having some really eclectic music events featuring some really versatile DJs, right? Yep. So what year approximately was that? Okay. Uh, so Star Shoes <laughs> opened in 2002. 2002. Yes, and we started our night November 2002. Kayla, Kayla DJ Kayla Kayla Kayla. Yep. yep. She and I started proper, and it was proper. Um, yes. It was, <laughs> yes. It started off as a monthly, mm-hmm. and it was we were the resident DJs and you know your hostesses, and then we had mm-hmm. other DJs come through, like. Every month we had some sort of a, a guest situation, and then afterwards we moved it to a bi-monthly, and then it was like a weekly, and it just things got pretty out of hand at some point. I understand. <laughs> I mean, the story of our lives, right? I mean, we yeah. Were, I, I but you know, about, Star yeah. Shoes is no longer. I mean, Star Shoes uh, like left the scene like yeah. ten years ago. I want to say that's what I thought. Um, but it was such a great venue because i feel like the johnny the person that was curating he was such a music lover and Mm -hmm. um i don't think he cared um like maybe he cared or maybe he had a couple of really busy nights that -hmm. were kind of like catering to you know whatever was super popular at the time so that Mm -hmm. you know he could meet his quotas but then like he left a few nights to for us to experiment and just to do what we wanted to do. So Sunday nights we got to, we do, we, we just did whatever we wanted to do. And then I remember it was Miles did a night. Mm-hmm. I want to say Saturday, maybe like Egon and Miles, like I feel like they mm-hmm. did something. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Jay Logic was there too with Paws, I think. Um, I don't, I don't remember him being at star shoes actually i think he might have come in as a guest but i don't know if he did anything he had his I, own night uh, he had sound he did, lessons and then maybe he it was did sound pause. lessons yeah yeah he did sound lessons in chinatown somewhere right mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. big venue um yes god this is all like coming back See? to me right now like <laughs> that's what i'm saying waves. Like, exactly exactly <laughs> but i think he did pause didn't he do pause with jamie strong from do over I believe so, and because yeah. I remember DJ 757 was also, uh, maybe he didn't call that particular one pause, but 757 was there. I was his guest that night, and then we actually did a, a sound clash with Juju and Sound Lessons, but we also did yeah. one with pause as well. So, but oh, just, man. Just, just reminiscing. Juju. Yeah. Juju. Oh, man, yes. we were such the staples. Like, I feel like I would go out maybe like 
if I was not DJing myself, which I, I had three like weeklies at the time. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a Sunday, Friday and a Wednesday that was like but then when I wasn't DJing, mm-hmm. I'd be out just hopping from like bar to bar and like party to party and like just, you know, supporting everyone and, and just being part of the I don't know. Would you would, would you want to call it the scene? Our oh, little scene that we had? Most definitely. Yeah, How we had a little thing. Scene? We we had a little thing, right? We had a thing. We did, like from Firecracker to Sound Lessons to Juju Beats to uh, Dusk's Party, Rest ah, in Power. Yes. Um, wait, I'm trying to remember. Um, the Thursday, Thursday nights. nights. Yep. <laughs> Thursday was, nights um, at that spot on Melrose. Yep. Uh, Little Temple. It was... Um, It'll it was, come but no, it was before Little Temple. Oh, before they Little did Temple? something on Melrose that was like, man, it was on the south side of the street. Um, oh, okay. I'm gonna kick myself because <laughs> I may he rest in power, like you said. It's like, can you believe that? I mean, no, man. So many, I just I mean, remember, I just it, so we lost so many good ones, and especially you guys last year. Well, it was when when was it January. exactly? January. January. I was going to yeah. say last year, but I was like, wait, it could have been this year too. Mm-hmm. That was so out of left field, like so out of nowhere. Totally. totally. Like I was, I sat down and, and had dinner with Garth, um, you know, a couple months ago mm-hmm. and we're just talking and like, like he was such a fan and, and, and mm-hmm. like, I mean, everyone had such high regard for Al. Yeah. Um, just like, like, He's DJing and and music, like knowledge, like to one side, but like mm-hmm. his humanity and like just yes. him being like one of the most amazing people. Yes, that's that was his gift to us, I think. And just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I get like this weird, like like mm-hmm. like in the chest, like mm-hmm. feeling, like when I think about it, like when I think about dusk. Yes. I mean, I, I owe so much of my DJing to Dusk as well. Like, I remember okay. I used to, in the beginning, I used to kind of, like, when I would go, this is like before Shazam or anything, like, I'd go to parties and I would hear him play. Mm. And I would, like, take notes, literally, like, with the ah. pen. And, uh-huh. like, I had a little thing and I was like, God, what is that? And I would write down the lyrics and then go home and, like, type them into google or I, I don't even know if it was google back then something like something right I was, or i would sing it to people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like later on i'd be like yo you know the song that goes like right right <laughs> um i remember like one track like for sure like i play because of him is don't look don't look any was it no how does it go don't don't Edwards, don't look any further. Don't look, don't any, look further. any further. Dennis Edwards, yes. Saida Garrett. I was I was just looking up Saida Garrett the other day. Wow. That's that's the jam. I heard him play and the bass line and I was like, mm-hmm. All right, this mm-hmm. is the one. And uh I still Wait, I mean, are you saying is that what got you to DJ? No, no, no. That's one that became a staple in my all my oh, sets. Wow. Yeah. Like I fell in love with it and then like I don't know. It, it was like one of the things that got me digging and like looking for samples. And Absolutely. I was just so enamored by people's like sheer, just like they were like walking encyclopedias of music. And, and mm-hmm. it wasn't something that was tangible. Like 
mm-hmm. you would just I mean like the true heads right like that's yep. that's what it was like yep. people that just lived for you know finding that rare sample or finding that like 45 or whatever it was and yes. I was just like man mm-hmm. I just I feel like just to be a part of that mm-hmm. and and also like in a way to be included and appreciated oh here we go here we go Plenty of screens and automobiles, y'all. That's the other co-host with uh, DJ Valida today. She is actually piloting an airplane as we speak. As we're doing this interview, she's uh, the pilot of American Airlines uh, uh, right above Venice, Harlem. And uh, it's a beautiful thing, y'all. It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. Where's the scene right now? Because, you know, I live in Northern California now, so I'm really feeling a little detached from what's happening down there. And I know people are starting to book their gigs again now that this the country's starting to reopen. Where do you see things in the landscape of the DJ culture right now, Valida? You have a radio show that's been a longstanding thing as well. So I want to hear about that. Where's the scene right now? Um. I think everything is coming back in phases. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, open, um, open air event like outdoors events. Um, yes. We have like a really busy summer happening. Our good friend Azul, who used to mm-hmm. be uh, a part of the Firecracker crew, yes, and proper crew, for the last like mm. year and a half. Okay, he just became the uh, managing. I want to say the director of uh, grand performances in downtown. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we were just chatting about that and he showed me the whole lineup for the summer and mm-hmm. through September. Mm-hmm. And man, everything's back. Like they're going to have, okay, the do-over crew, they're going to have a whole night devoted to like Jay Dilla. They're mm-hmm. going to do... Um, you know, Marcus Wyatt, the legendary house DJ, yes. he's going to do his things. Um, I mean, it's honestly, it's all coming back. I mean, even the venues, like we lost a couple of venues. That's, you know, that's like going to be. We lost uh, Spaceland, uh, which mm. used to be called. OK, before it was Spaceland. Do you remember the name that it, that, that was it a was? while ago? I'm gonna check it out because you know uh, even before I left, we had pretty much lost uh, Temple Bar and all those places that you and I used to play at. Oh, uh, we lost Temple Bar to a fire, uh, but fire. we still had Zanzibar. Yeah, Temple Bar. Like, remember? No. It was. I feel like there was a fire. Well, Did I know they they, the, they had some leasing issues. Um, Oh, I don't know. I thought it was funny. So maybe, I mean, maybe they were gone already. And no, yeah, I, didn't I feel know. like, yeah, I, I feel like that place did burn down at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Spaceland used to be called Dreams of LA. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking it up. That's what it says on Wikipedia. It, it was Satellite. Satellite. Okay, yeah, that's the new name that it became. Okay, after, sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes. The Satellite, but it used to be Spaceland. See, for me, it's yes. always Spaceland. Okay, got um, it. Okay, so that became a restaurant, which is kind of oh, a boy. bummer. Right. We lost both standard hotels, which really? means yes. So they both like. That was those were some great rooftop parties. 
great rooftop parties. I know oh, it's no. such a bummer. Like we used to do so many things down there. I mean, do even... you think that would be the one to survive? Because the only thing I remember about the standard was being on the rooftop. I know. What? Yes. Yeah. So oh, no. I mean, the, the I mean the the companies, you know, pretty big. So they kept the one. They kept the standard in New York. I don't know if they kept both standards. They they had two mm-hmm. standards. They kept the one in the a double the standard. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry. I won't. I won't do that again. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's cool. Like they kept the one in the meatpacking district, but then mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to the one um, in the village. And then they kept the one in Miami. So oh, okay. I don't know. That's the thing. Like a lot of parties moved to Miami. I feel like they never really. Mm. Um, they they, not, they didn't feel the pandemic. I mean, Florida, I feel like, was mm-hmm. open pretty much the whole time. And then they, they they kept the one in the Maldives. I don't know what happened to the one in the UK because they just opened uh, Standard mm-hmm. London like a couple of years ago. Uh, so lost that. I think we lost the Lyric Theater. Um, mm. I don't know, but those are the ones that I know. For me, the hardest ones were definitely the standard, both standards, oh, yeah. because I used to do my night there on mm-hmm. Desert Nights. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the thing also, and I mean, as horrible as COVID was for a lot of people, and especially, like, we lost so many people to COVID. That was, mm-hmm. like, really the human cost of the pandemic is... That's immeasurable. That's not yes. something that um, I just wish. Okay, this is what I wish. Mm-hmm. The reset didn't come at such a high cost. And I also wish yes. that um, I feel like we needed a little bit more time because I feel like mm-hmm. things are opening up and people, a lot of people haven't learned yes. from from this. Um, yeah. Like people are just rushing to like get back like on the grind like mm-hmm. like being on the grind is like a good thing like i feel like people really need to value like the planes mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like i feel like we need to value time off and yes. having time for ourselves a little bit right. more and that it's not like you're not you know mm-hmm. all that if you're like having to hustle you know five six mm-hmm. nights a week mm-hmm. um it used to be like like a stamp of pride, you know, like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm like out DJing five nights a week. Like, like mm-hmm. that was a good thing. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's not <laughs> like, it. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not the good mm-hmm. life, you know. Wow. Um, so that's something I learned um, during the pandemic, because when when it hit, I remember mm-hmm. my last event was like March 14th, I want to say mm-hmm. everything just stopped and. I mean, no one knew how long it was going to stop for. I feel like it was like, oh, it's going to be like a, maybe like a couple of weeks or a month. All right. Maybe it's going to be, you know, a couple of months, mm-hmm. maybe three months stops. Right. 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 And, and then it was pretty obvious that um, and then you had to like regroup like, OK, what am I going to do? Um, everything, the life as I knew it just yes. ended. I mean, all those Everything. people that were, yeah, everybody that was gigging five, six nights a week, they got a problem now, right? Yeah, live, all live events, all DJ events, all, like, even KCRW, like. I was just going to uh, ask you. Oh, yeah. So, so, immediately, what they did was they uh, installed our, um, 
you know, we have our internet only channel called Eclectic 24. Mm. So, like, yeah, you can you can listen to that. It's just music 24 seven. Mm-hmm. So they they got they only kept maybe like four or six DJs on the air. Mm. Like morning becomes eclectic, and maybe like two or three other shows. Um, mm. And they like did this like blue team red team so that mm. in case you were on the blue team like the only it was it was all covid related so that in case something happened to one of the team members the other person on that team can come in it was just like it was a mess right yeah but it was all like people were just trying to figure it out like how right. are you going to because we had a, a 20 dj Mm-hmm. strong crew and all of a sudden you know you had maybe six djs back on the air mm. and the rest of us were like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> right and then we started doing like you know like it took a couple of months or maybe three months but then like all those like you know submitting your radio shows online right. and you know figuring out how to record yourself and then like doing mm-hmm. all these i think a lot of people flourished in the you know mm-hmm. live dj like be, mm-hmm. be twitch on, or instagram live or youtube live mm-hmm. realm like i think a lot of people started doing that i did that i think in the beginning i did a few things mm-hmm. but then um for me it wasn't the same and yeah. also i think i think i realized that i really needed to to take this time and and figure out mm-hmm. some some things about myself like Mm -hmm. so before we let you go uh what's next for you uh is relocation in the plan and if so how soon and what would that mean for your career in music as it specifically pertains to doing radio um if i move when i move i'm gonna probably move in the next six months um i I don't think i'm gonna move out of los angeles i think i'm probably Mm -hmm. just gonna go a little bit more east which okay We'll suck for KCRW because KCRW is in Santa Monica, so it'll be a a, a commute. But um, I feel like when it comes to culture and the Mm. the music, I mean, it's always been more East. You know, it's it's always, I always drove. Uh, I feel like it would make it easier to collaborate with people. It Mm. will make it easier, like record shopping amoeba just opened i don't know if you were aware of that uh, they moved across the street though right from where they yeah okay. so that's that's cool so okay. um you know there i feel like i'll be a little bit more immersed mm. um more you know there's more opportunities to i think hang out with like-minded people over there when mm-hmm. it comes to the music scene i don't know about wellness because mm. i'm really like into that too i really like i love my you know evening bike rides um mm-hmm. by the beach like there's i mm-hmm. i'm i'm really gonna miss that if i if i move east which right. you know right that's one thing but maybe like i can ride my bike around i don't know where i end up being like i i don't know like mm-hmm. i don't know if it's gonna be super east mm-hmm. or is it gonna be like silver lake or Echo i was Park. thinking silver lake because when you say super east what what area are you having in mind i mean there's highland park and mm-hmm. eagle rock and mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. like i was in highland park yesterday um it was the opening of art form studios i don't know if you're okay. familiar yes i've heard of it mm-hmm. yeah so 
it, it felt good in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. did. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Highland Park, I mean, back when we were doing our thing, like in the early 2000s, like I didn't know that many people that lived in Highland Park. People lived in Echo Park, like oh, okay. downtown right. and Eagle Rock. I remember, I remember B Plus used to live in Eagle Rock, I think. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. The great photographer B plus. Yeah, the, the great rocker. photographer. Yes. Like Eric Coleman's Yes. Um right hand. Absolutely. Or they're like each other's right hand. Like yeah, of, they're like absolutely. joint at the hip, those two. Yes. yes. <laughs> Big time. Big time. Yeah. Keep in time. Keep in time. Mm-hmm. Oh, those? I love that. Another beautiful <laughs> Yes. In fact, that's where um I mean, I, I, I had met Mad Lib before that, but just seeing that documentary and seeing the scale and scope that they they produced that event. It's insane, it amazing. right? And it's funny because I remember Al and I went to that together and I remember uh, <laughs> I was screening? driving. Yeah, because it was at, oh. um, what's that place on alongside the 405? That place when you go up. The Getty? Sunset. The, the Getty. The Getty. Yes. 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 It was it was an amazing event. It was just beautiful. It was outdoors. It, it was just nice yeah. to see our scene on that level, just doing really, really big things. And I know, those right? Drummers and seeing all of, you know, I mean, I'm assuming you were there. I don't know if it was it a series of nights or was it just one big event where he debuted? I can't remember. I wanna, I, I wanna. I gotta get those cats back on the show. Uh, B Plus has been on the show before, but not Coleman. I need to, and I was texting back and forth with him the other day. So now that you and I are talking, I wanna talk to him about that because- You should also talk to Azul because he's in charge Big of time. Them. You need, yes. Yeah, he will tell you a lot of things. Like I okay. feel like he's a little bit more in when it comes to- Big time. This, yeah. Yes, um, good point. But yeah, point. definitely Coleman and definitely, and you know that, that Chris, Peanut Butter Wolf, you know he opened a bar in um is no. it eagle rock or highland park did not know it unless you say the name of it it's called something gold no i didn't know some gold line gold line okay i think and... it's called gold line and it's like amazing like the, the thing about this night okay i'm gonna look it up on is that the one where you pick your own they have records there already and is that the one where yes. you pick your own oh okay yeah. okay it's wow. it's actually yeah, it's it's called Goldline, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually Peanut Butter Wolf's personal collection. Yes, and that's it, what it lines is. the walls, right? Yes, yes. So you, and you can, and you only get to hear, like you only get to play that. You can't bring your own record. You can't bring your own, and you nope. is there a set limit to a number of records you can pick off his shelves or whatever? No, like you... anything is up for grab. Like whatever wow. is up there. Yeah, I mean obviously he like not his entire collection. Is mm-hmm. there, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm sure, like it's, you know, it's still a dope idea, though. I mean, peanut oh, it's Butter amazing. Wolf. Yeah, peanut butter wolf, ladies and gentlemen. That's the uh, the nickname for Chris. I keep forgetting his last name, but he's the founder of Chris uh, Manic. Uh, thank you, Chris Manic, founder of yeah. Stones Throw Records, home of the great producer Mad Lib. Uh, oh no, isn't Oh no still over there? Um, um, I would say yes, but Perkins. don't quote me. Yeah, Dudley, Declaim, I mean, Metaphor, I mean, all these legendary um, L.A. West Coast uh, figures, you know, and perhaps yeah, most notably is the, uh, the Mad Villain days with he and mm-hmm. Abdoom, just just classic times. And see, Valida's, you, you, you know all these people. So that's why, <laughs> I mean, so whatever you're deciding to do, um, 
it, it sounds like you're you're taking your time to figure it out, you know, and you don't seem pressured to figure it out. You just just are just patiently waiting for uh, the the I don't know I don't know if it's a sign, but you're, you you'll know your when your pitch comes down the middle of the plate, you'll know which one to swing at. I hope so. I mean, right now I just feel like I'm super focused on like getting my music out into the world and and just seeing how it lands and yes. also like collaborating with other people like man i would love to you know collaborate with i don't know maybe with madlib on a record like who knows you know we'll dope. see you yeah. know that would be dope so we'll see you know yeah. i'm just I'm, I'm getting my feet wet let's 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 see how how hot the water is you know <laughs> well i mean you you took the leap with, with your family i mean you i know you'll land on those feet even if the water's hot i have no doubt i have no doubt yeah. <laughs> but even by chance before i let you go were you because angel did a night and i feel like rashida was a part of it angel was yeah. being like were you a, were, did you do yeah, that yeah. with her yeah yeah that was uh, love frequency we used Thank to do you. a monthly Yes. Yeah. Yes. We we did a monthly at the Mayfair Hotel. Okay. Um, okay. So it was like all like deep house and boogie night. Yeah. And yeah, I invited Angel to come, and of course she's such an angel on the sax. And oh, she's absolutely. Like one of my favorite people in LA. Yeah, I mean, and it's know. just like seeing her like mm -hmm. like in all her beauty, you know, like mm -hmm. bust out mm -hmm. of saxophone. A sax. And, and it's like who does what? that? <laughs> who, who does, does exactly? that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. but then look at you and Ra I mean y'all bust out the turntables and kill it I mean yeah the, the gang was all there I mean the, the three of yeah. you see that's LA that's see that's the part of LA that people don't understand I mean yeah it's there, there is an aesthetic to it or whatever but y'all what y'all bring to the table is substance it's substantively uh, legit it's the real stuff that really is the told you know encapsulates and you know is the totality of what la is it's not just about the real house of housewives of beverly hills okay. i mean we're into some real stuff out here you know and i'm saying we as if i'm still down there because la still feels very much like home for me yeah but, i mean but you know you can take the man out of la but not take la out of the man so i'm always going to consider y'all my sisters and uh, I'm just glad to be reconnected with you. So uh, this is DJ Valida, y'all. Um, legendary. I'm going to call you legendary. Cause oh, you, you've, been, you've been putting it down for so long. You've been the homie. You've put us on. You've spun with us. You are a giver. And you have contributed. And you've been an amazing source of validation for so many of us that really want to be oh, in this man. business. Likewise. But you're doing it level. right now. Like with this show, you're totally validating me, too. It's mutual. It's, so it's mutual. mutual. Oh, absolutely. And thank you for that acknowledgement. But that's that's what we look for, you know, because even Rashida, when she was here months ago, was like, you know, when she came to L.A., she she was looking for her tribe. You know, y'all are you, you guys are the tribe that we all would ever aspire to because it's it's such a, a refuge and a, a safety net for all of us to try stuff and to take some chances. And people like you are the people that make it safe for us to stick our toe in the water and be able to judge the gauge the temperature to see if it's right for us. So I'm excited for you. Uh, tell us where we can find you, where we can follow you. When can we anticipate this uh, release and where can we find it? Okay, the first one is coming out 
July 7th, and that's going to, um, I mean, it'll be everywhere, like, you know, Spotify, I have a Spotify account, Belita, um, mm -hmm. iTunes, like, YouTube, you know, that whole thing, but, like, the best way to, to like, know about everything is, like, I'm, I'm most active on Instagram. Yes. At Valida. I mean, I'm on Twitter, too, at Valida with three A's. Uh, hmm. Someone got the Valida with one A. I was so bummed. Uh -huh. <laughs> See, didn't, they, didn't Kayla used to call you Valid A? Valid A, yeah. <laughs> she did. Valid A. I love valid that. A. Valid, valid A. Valid A. That's it. That's uh, it. So we can find you on Instagram. And yeah, on the gram. And I'll be, I'll be you know, updating um, oh, the Rumble. The rumble. The rumble. The rumble yeah. in the jungle. <laughs> the coming soon to an airplane flight near you. <laughs> well, that's our show, y'all. Psychotic Bump School is the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. My name is DJ Rome, and you know we're here every Monday evening from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time. Check back with us. We shall return next week. Also want to thank our very special guests for the evening, DJ Valida, David Webb, Trent Darby, Lisa Gibbons, and of course, Emily Wessel. Be sure to check out the Dayton Scene Radio Show happening in Dayton, Ohio. Also want to send a very special shout out to Mr. Frank Starks, who is the Iron Man behind the board. And we're out of here, y'all. Take care. <laughs>